Hey guys, Sean here. Thanks to everyone who tunes into the Play It Up podcast. We really love doing this podcast and really appreciate everyone who listens. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Play It Up Podcast. You can find the full video podcast on YouTube and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Anchor and more. If you want to ask us a question, you can do so on Anchor and your question will be featured on the podcast. If you like what we do, please remember to like, review, comment, follow or subscribe and please recommend us to your friends. Thanks guys and enjoy the episode. All right, here we go. (coughs) Welcome everybody to another installment of the Play It Up podcast. I am Sean. I'm Mike. And I'm Neil. Yeah, nice. Well, boys. Here we are, episode 14, I believe. It is the 25th of February, 2021. It's getting warmer outside here in Germany. It's fucking glorious. No (laughs) more putting on a jacket and shit every time you go outside. I can actually get some sun, making me feel a little bit like I'm home in Australia. It's lovely. What have you been up to, Mike? How are you? Yeah, just recovering from a cold, actually. Oh, uh, had, a pretty, shit. Had, a, had a real shitty head a, cold over like What a Friday, downer, Saturday. man. You could at least lie. <laughs> Went in for a COVID <laughs> test on Sunday just, just to be, oh, just to be shit. sure. So that, yeah, it was a pretty shitty head cold, yeah. Um, it all came back all negative, so it was fine. Oh, nice. Uh, now, my, now my poor wife, Ree, has, uh, has it full on at the moment. So if you hear any sneezing or coughing through... The doors here is just re dying on the couch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we just ignore it and yeah. move on. <laughs> and if I sound a bit, you know, like nasally or snotty, it's just because I'm still getting rid of this bloody cold. Oh, you sound a little bit sexier than <coughs> usual. So, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Nah, um, just kidding, mate. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you want to know what games I've been playing lately or do you want to? Yeah. 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 Nah, I don't really care. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Yes, I would love to. Yeah, <laughs> you've yeah. been, you've been in, um, you've been in isolation, so you should have been playing heaps. Yeah, I did. I did. I put the Mega Drive and Mega D, Mega CD cranking yeah, the other day. That was that was awesome. Through a whole bunch of games I haven't played on the Mega Drive that were in the collection. Um, mm. I played Jung- Jungle Strike for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. What kind of uh, game is that? <clears throat> oh, it's like yeah, yeah. I should explain. It's yeah, a um, multi-directional scrolling chopper shoot 'em up sort of thing. So you're in a chopper, big wide map to scroll around on. Um, you've got to like complete objectives and take out terrorists and block terrorist bases and protect people and save people and stuff. Nice. It's yeah. It's 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 all it's almost a little bit strategic, but it's um. Yeah, it's, it's still an action game, so it's a multi-directional scrolling action shoot 'em up, I guess. That's not. Um, a job I pulled out. Like. So- no, I'm just making these up, man. <laughs> I get what you like, mean. Um, that, that was a part of a series, wasn't it? Like there was Desert yeah. Strike, is that right? And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And Nuclear Strike as well on the 32-bit 
consoles. Right. Um, <clears throat> Can you notice a big so difference Soviet. with the? Sorry, just before I forget, do you ever do you notice a big difference like between uh, like a jump in graphics between the Mega Drive and then the this thirty two is it thirty two X you say or? Uh, thirty two bits like um, PlayStation and Sega Saturn and so right. But you said you were playing Sega CD or. <laughs> The 32 oh, yeah, X. I was. Yeah, so, sorry, that was that was on the Mega Drive. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't got a 32X anymore. I sold that back when I okay. found out every game I wanted to, wanted to play is uh, better on a different console. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, right. <laughs> just let that one go. Yeah, um, fair enough. It was that still, and I'm still going through the the Game Boy EverDrive uh, list. I downloaded a whole bunch of games ages ago, the end of January. So for the last. Right nearly 30 days i guess i've been playing a new game boy game every day or two new games every day just, wow. just checking them out five ten minutes speed run have, have a look see what they're about nice um, and yeah <clears throat> getting the speed just, runs in yeah that's it <laughs> um i heard that was yeah, a so, symptom of uh of possible covid so yeah true, yeah. true. the speed runs <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. That's yeah. I got the Commodore sixty four emulator running on my hacked PS one Classic Me. Yeah, so nice. PS one. Did I talk about that last episode? I don't know if we Not did. Sure. I think you might have mentioned it, but yeah, run us through yeah. your experience with hacking the PS one because I haven't done that. I've only done the SNES and NES Mini. Yeah, right, right. Well, it was. <clears throat> it's a bit of a mission. Couple of, takes a couple of hours for someone who's never done that before. You have to have a very specific model number USB drive for this to work. And there's listings on Wikipedia that show you exactly which drives have been tested, have been found to be compatible. And they're all American release, you know, North American where all the hackers are doing their stuff and making these hacks. So I found on JB Hi-Fi, there's a same make, same model, but a slightly different serial code to the USB drive. So I got it to try it out and it worked. So. Nice. Once you have your, once you have your, they sort of recommend 128 gig thumb drive. You download the old lot of my classic stuff. You put it in the thumb drive, get it to boot up in your system. Blah blah blah. You, you know, reset it, turn it off, turn it on, that, that sort of thing. And then once it's in, you can start to load your games onto. Because once you've done that, it gives you um, the hacked PS1 classic, uh, the main, <clears throat> the main menu that you're in. That's basically a hacked version of it. So it adds uh, stuff to that menu, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. So okay. it, this this the Project Eris, which is the successor to Bleem Sync, which was the last big hack mod made for the PS1 Classic. So Project Eris or E-R-I-S. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it comes with RetroArch included. So it runs RetroArch as well through your PS1 Classic. So you can have any ROMs you want, any consoles, download the cores. Have the calls running, put your ROMs in, whatever, whatever ROMs you want, and it will it'll play them through RetroArch for you, which is awesome. Um, RetroArch recognizes the PS1 controller straight away, knows how to map it as soon as you load the game up, and you're off and away with your PlayStation Classic controller. Nice, man. Um, that sounds quite similar to the SNES Mini and NES Mini. Just like hack it, it puts RetroArch on there, it recognizes your controller, like maps it automatically and probably slightly different like it's not as specific with the thumb drives i could have 
pretty much used any thumb drive, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, or actually, you don't need a thumb drive at all. You can hack directly through the um, power micro USB port and put uh-huh. extra games on the system because it's actually got room on there still. But if you want heaps of nice. games, like I nice. now have 11,000 and something games on there, but there's like a fair <laughs> few doubles because I put every region on instead of sorting through everything. Wow. Um, yeah, because some games, like I would rather play the Japanese version and I like to have the Japanese yeah. artwork or... Yeah. yeah, and just to make sure because of retro achievements, it's specific to certain region ROMs sometimes. So I thought I'd just put them yeah, all on there. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, how's the, uh, how's the actual gameplay been going on it? Yeah, so yeah, fine. It's absolutely awesome. Um, uh, loaded up um, yeah, Commodore 64 the other day, got uh, one of the games, one of our old favorites from the childhood times going and sent video and photos to all my siblings. And they're just like, oh, it's, it's amazing. Like the music nice. and the graphics straight away. Lots of memories there. And they um, said... <clears throat> Don't you ever talk to us about the Commodore again? You deleted our <laughs> game save. They haven't, they haven't listened to the episode, so one day when they do, they'll 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 find out the truth. Oh, they're never going to listen to it, man. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any of my family. Oh, I'm pretty sure my brother has listened to an episode or two, and and his uh, girlfriend. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not everyone's thing, so that's okay. No. And then they never find out your dirty little secret. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, What game game was it that you were playing? uh, That was uh, Batty. Batty? Which is an Arkanoid clone. Yeah, Batty. B-A-T-T-Y, which is an Arkanoid clone. Oh, right. Right. uh, Great. Great game. Awesome tunes. Same power-ups, basically, as Arkanoid. Yeah, nice. That's the breakout style game right yeah yeah that's Just bouncing it. Yeah, a ball yeah, yeah. off a paddle basically playing pong with yourself kind of yeah, and breaking yeah, down blocks and stuff that's it but yeah so this one because this one's more more, more like arkanoid you've got like aliens coming out of the top of the um screen you're gonna dodge mm. them and make sure the ball the ball hits them and the ball goes all crazy all over the place and shit yeah nice man so that's yeah. a um, and- what you, um that's a steve jobs game breakout oh, all right. yeah atari up yeah, yeah. Nah, he nice. probably stole it from Wozniak. Yeah, <laughs> from each other. Of course they did. Yeah. <laughs> he took all the credit. Yeah, that's it. Shit bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice, Mike. And you so yeah, what I was trying to ask before and it didn't I don't think I asked it very well, but you said you play the the Sega C D, right? Yeah. So that is an attachment for the Mega Drive. And yes. do you notice a big difference, like a jump in graphics when you play a Sega uh, CD game? And what what games do you have on the Sega CD that you like? Yeah, so I've got I've only got four Sega CD games at the moment. So I've got um, Road Avenger, which is that FMV-based quick-time event reaction game where you're in a, you're basically in like mm-hmm. a late 80s anime action thing. You're driving a car. Oh, cool. <clears throat> stuff happens on the screen you have to press left or right or break or like turbo boost in the right at like at the right time a bit like dragon's lever it's like reactive to what's yeah. happening what the scene is yeah so that's, cool. that's pretty cool the graphics graphics are pretty rough though because it is fmv based so they're trying to free run a cartoon anime fmv as you're playing the game so frame rate's a bit mm. choppy um I've got Soul Feast as well, which is another, it's a side scrolling shoot 'em up, which is um, 
pretty good, a bit like Thunder Force 4. And mm. the graphic the graphics are better than Thunder Force 4. It's, it, it looks just a bit sharper, a bit cleaner. The, the music is amazing because it's like CD audio. Mm -hmm. So the music's pretty standout as well. Um, nice. And I've got... True, that would be the biggest difference probably, right? The, the audio yeah, quality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the ability for them to use stream or streaming audio, like, you know, streaming voice samples straight from an actual voice, not like synthesized voice. Yeah, downgraded like, samples. Oh, Thunder Force 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I do have the Arcade Classics collection, which has like Columns, Golden Axe, uh, Super Monogo GP. Um, oh, very cool. <clears throat> and some other games on there too. Oh, Streets of Rage. Ah, oh. and they're pretty. Have, are they ports, or are they like pretty much? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I've okay. never done side by side. I, I I don't know the history of the conversions to the Mega CD version. So, right. Not sure. No worries. Another game I have is um, Sonic um, Sonic CD as well. Which yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't play a lot of Sonic, but when I played it last, it was awesome, and that wasn't in the recent one. It was like a couple of months ago. Okay, that cool. Was, um, yeah, beautiful, big, just. Just ran really nicely, yeah. Right, and so is that yeah, so... Sonic CD is like another just side-scrolling platformer, or is it different? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, it is. It's not a three D thing or anything. It's just like classic old Sonic. Yeah. Ah, cool. I'll have to try that. They out. put a bit. They put the. Yeah, that, that, I think they put a bit more graphical coolness into the three D bonus levels. So there's a bit of extra stuff going on there. Uh, cool. But yeah, nice. And does that, yeah. do you play that? It's just connected to the Mega Drive, right? So you're playing that through like an AV yeah, yeah. Or, or or do you have a yeah. Yeah, it, comp it plays component it through cables or S-Video? Oh, um, it's composite, yeah, yeah. Right. So just regular old, regular old composite. Um, and that comes out of the Mega Drive itself. So the Mega CD visuals come out of the Mega Drive because it uses some of the Mega Drive visuals on the way out to your TV. Oh, That's yeah. how, how the games, how the game, a lot of the CD, CD games work. Yeah. Man, it'd be awesome if SCART was a thing in Australia. I do want to get like a SCART TV at some point since I used it here with a Mega Drive. Um, on yeah. a, it's, but it was on a modern TV, but it still looked great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool to have like a SCART proper like CRT because the jump from composite to SCART Scart, like to R basically RGB, I believe is yeah, what it comes out it. as, and like super sharp pixels, man. It's big. It's a big jump, but in the end, the gameplay and everything is. I don't know how much it improves your experience. It depends if you're like so much like much of a video file where you want everything to look perfect and crisp. Or, I mean, when you're a kid, you play you played it with uh, components, so it's kind of oh, nostalgic. RF. Yeah. RF even, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, tuning that shit in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those those days, man. It's it's kind of rewarding to even get the game to work with RF. You know, like, oh my god, yeah. it's tuned in yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Now everything's Especially so easy. Like you don't know if your if your your game's actually <laughs> loaded in the master system. I remember that. Like, yeah, like, you, you gotta look like when you turn it on, you need to look for that flick on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. That? Oh, yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I get it. That's why I like systems that have a little LED. At least then you know your power is working. Yeah, good point. Yeah. 
when I was testing my Atari and I couldn't tune it in, like I didn't know. I was like, shit, is this the <laughs> power nothing. brick or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then I went, I think I came over to Neil's place, remember? And we tested Missile Command and like you had an Atari Junior, a 2600 Junior. So yep. that it had the LED and I tested my power brick. So I knew that worked. And I think I tested my yeah. Atari, but maybe that, what I think it was working. But I ended up getting it AV modded anyway. So my, my Vader 2600. Yeah, nice. Cool. Well, does, uh, did you have any other stuff to add, Mike? Or should we go on to Neil? Um, <clears throat> yeah, just, I mean, just going through all those Game Boy games, like mm. I, I downloaded a couple that had funny names just to try them out because their names sounded interesting. And they ended up being a couple that are pretty good. Like, um, nice. I, I downloaded so so Sokuban Densetsu Mari Fumi or something. And it's a bit <laughs> like Voxel where you've got um oh, like a single screen, a single screen puzzle game where you have to like move objects onto things, but do it in a logical way so you can get to the last or second last one and move that as well. And right. it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, a pretty cool little puzzle game. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, nice. What was the name again? Little, Sokuban Densetsu something something so S O U K K O. I was just Bar? I was yeah, only yeah. asking because it was such a struggle for you the first time. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's yeah, not like it's, I'm um, gonna remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's cool though. Yeah, like... so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty good. A couple of games were pretty bad, like um, Chirok number two. On the Game Boy, oh uh, yeah, it's horrific. Um, yeah, there's a couple of fighting games I picked up where the fighting games, because they didn't have much memory for the game, all they do is just make sure the energy bars of each opponent lasts a really long time, <laughs> and oh. it gets boring in about <laughs> in about twenty seconds. You're doing like two yeah. or three different kick or punches, and then you sit there doing that for like five minutes, and it's such a yeah. And some genres just ones. don't work on the old handhelds, like. Nah. even nah. game boy advance you wouldn't i mean maybe street fighter or works okay on there but like game boy game boy color man yeah. fighting games on those things it's like it's not enough buttons for one yeah that's and it. just that's the power it. needed is not enough like some genres yeah, like are really are suited to the game boy like little puzzle games or little platformers but yeah other yeah. genres are just just play it on a NES or a, a SNES or something. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, found a cool bunch of games. But yeah, that was pretty much the last couple of weeks. Nice, man. And you you yeah, own all yeah. of these games, right? That's how you, you downloaded the ROMs legally. Oh, right? yeah. 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 Yeah, of course. I knew that. I actually did put, <laughs> I did actually burn some of my PS1 games and use those image files in the PS1 mini. Oh, really? So your own ISOs? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. My, like the ones I owned. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's <laughs> like that feels different, right? To playing just something you've yeah. downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is my copy. Um, although I did have trouble running running two of them. Like two of them ran a little bit like oh. a weird dodgy frame rate. I don't know what it was going on, but it, like, it was oh. like a choppy frame rate. Maybe it's PAL versus NTSC or something. Yeah, maybe I played around with those settings and didn't change oh, okay. it. What I was seeing, <laughs> there's probably other there's probably other settings I should know about in the PS1 Classic. 
Project Garrison is where I can mess around yeah. with things for, for, for like, you know, PAL region games you've burnt yourself to put in. Maybe this is, because some of the games work fine, but then two of the other ones just, yeah, not so good. Shiza. Mr. Driller. Okay. So cool. <laughs> oh, Mr. Driller. Yeah, I've heard, I have never played it, but I, I, I want to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a standard stock game in the PS1 Classic, and I oh. thought I would never play any of the games in that lineup because I wouldn't need to. But yeah, yeah. I was playing, with, playing the PS1 Classic on Holiday with Ree, and, and Ree's like, oh, what's that Mr. Driller game? So I jumped on, and we just got like addicted to it. It's a, like an arcade high score chasing puzzler it's it's really cool really cool nice man yeah i really want to try that out you're like you're drilling down through things right and you're trying to match blocks up is that that right yeah trying to match colors trying to make match sections of block colors as you're drilling downwards there okay or drilling sideways whichever way you do to match them all right drill me sideways Thought you'd never ask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah, nice. Well, yeah, that's. uh, uh, Was that about it? You reckon, Mike? Yeah, a bit another old time as well, but. um, Yeah, yeah. So you you had the birthday for Netherworld. You guys both went to the birthday, right? Oh no, no. Oh, that's right. You, you were away, Neil, didn't you? Yeah, on holidays. Yeah, uh, Lisa, Lisa wasn't just me missing out this time. <laughs> <laughs> it actually it felt weird without you guys there, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, you're going, you're going a bit robotic uh, there, Neil. Oh, oh. You guys, it cleaned that scene. Um, is that better? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Good yeah, just a, just a little glitch in the matrix, mate. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was weird without you guys and, and um, Ray there, that's for sure. But um, no, we still had a good time. And yeah, lots of people can barely play a game, but that's not that's not the point of the birthday. That's so it. just yeah, like yeah. drinks True. and party on. And yeah, it was a good time. So it's um, always a big yeah, time out, out, hey? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it was always good to see, you know, the usual faces of tears. Um, so like Johnny Bond and um, yeah. Dennis came out from one up, which was awesome. And yeah, John Tannehill was there. So yeah, it was just good to hang with everyone. Nice, man. It's funny, like it's almost at the point now that it's some people are like royalty, you know, like Johnny's been on the wall since like year one. And it's like yeah. he needs to be there at the birthday it's some people go there like him and Gary and like you guys too. It's like people are like royalty of Netherworld almost like, uh, I don't know, maybe not royalty is the right word, but like super heavily associated with Netherworld. Like even people who go there and don't interact with people much, they probably think, well, those guys are always here. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Dan and, um, and mm. Tyson, Belinda, you know, people Tyson. Like that. Yeah. Belinda. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, it's awesome. Yeah, they, were, they so were all much. there, all having fun. So, yeah. Nice. And they give away a arcade, an arcade, like custom arcade machine, a low boy right, every year too. Yeah, that's Don't it. They? So once again, it's 
someone that wasn't there at the time. <laughs> but, oh man! But, um, they always have a good joke about with it. Um, so yeah, Ben, Ben and Tyson put on the show, which is nice. So yeah, awesome. reenacting the the winner. So hmm. oh really? Like Tyson pretended to win? Or... Yeah, yeah. He he um, he <laughs> pretended to win all three of the prizes because none of the people were there. <laughs> oh so, man! What yeah. were the other prizes? But, um, it was like I think that was like a fifty dollar gift card and things like that. Um, but yeah, nothing yeah, cool. as big as an arcade machine. So yeah, yeah. Man, that that would be a dream, like a one of one custom arcade machine from Netherworld. Like, <sighs> yeah, that's it. Um, so I cool. actually um, I I bought the last um inaugural pin of Ben. Oh. hang on a sec paid 40 bucks for it the, yeah. sorry can you repeat that i just went it went robotic again i don't know if it's me or what's happening but yeah that was probably you sean because it was all fine here it was okay yeah bloody being um. on the other side of the planet <laughs> sucks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I was, I was just saying i got the last inaugural pin from netherworld for 40 bucks and yeah that 40 bucks went to charity so ah, very happy nice. to claim that and put it on my wall so hmm. that's the original that's the like the opening pin, right? <coughs> the opening day, yeah, the netherworld open day logo. Pin. yeah that's right yeah the, the open day pin so. oh nice nice tis a rarity yeah. yeah well it was the last one and i didn't have it and i i don't usually buy pins um I like to just have the ones that I've been to or earned myself. Right. Uh, but this one was, uh, yeah, it was 40 bucks a charity. So can't go wrong, can you? Yeah, everybody wins. Mm. Nice one, man. Nice. And there yeah. was a Bomberman tournament recently that uh, Johnny Bond came second in, didn't he? Yeah. So um, I don't know if you caught up on that, Mike, or if you watched any of it. But um, pretty sure that was... yeah. Oh, shout out to Johnny for coming second. He, I'm not surprised. I didn't even know he was good at Bomberman, but of course he is. Yeah, he's good but, at everything, isn't he? Dude, <laughs> there's not. He's not that great at light gun games. That's like that's like the one thing that he's not super good and at. Like he's games. still, but he's still good at them. Yeah, but he's still like probably yeah. better than your average person. It's just compared to the rest of his abilities, it's he's not as good. Anyway, Johnny, you're a freak, and we love you, and congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> freak in a good way. <laughs> Very nice. Well, all right, uh, Neil, mate, what have you been playing? I think you've been playing ghosts and goblins. Yep, that's it, man. That's Pretty much it. all it. So, uh, oh, he's, been ghost, he's, been, he's been playing ghosts, mm, goblins, not hand, which is. Oh, sorry. Ghost. Mm, <laughs> goblins. Mm. Oh, there's too much mm. M in that. It was like a. Mm, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Amateurs. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate. We're not, just, <laughs> we're not of world record caliber like some people. Oh, neither am I. But, um, yeah. Oh, Hopefully, get there soon. Yeah, man. What's the update? Uh, 
So I had <laughs> another good game on Marathon, which was good. So I, I did that at Netherworld. Uh, it was the thing. It was the week before the birthday party there, and um, ended up with one point two million. So on the marathon setting. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty happy with that. Uh, and what's the world record? Was, uh, uh, for that setting is like three million. I'm I'm not even going for that. That's just ridiculous. Uh, okay. So, yeah, but this is it's pretty good practice for the tournament setting, uh, and yeah, just a bit more. I've I've played a little bit more fun just at Netherworld because try not to take it too serious. So, but yeah, uh, I, I had a good run and um, even lost some easy lives. Uh, so a bit to clean up on there. Uh, and then um yeah nice. been had a breakout game for the tournament setting as well so I'm making it to the very last monster of the game before one credit clearing it and I've been getting there with three lives so my score was like seven hundred and fifty thousand and if I can get past this guy uh, I'm pretty sure my sky will what my score will like skyrocket so I'm just stuck at this one point if I can get past that, I think I'm well and truly on the way to like a, a million point game. So yeah, nice. Just gotta keep on working on it and hopefully break that egg. And yeah, right. hopefully we'll be on their way after that. Because you break I, that egg, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just a quick update from me because I haven't really been doing much else. Um, I, I played a little bit uh, at the Netherworld Arcade tournament that they had on, um, which was They're nice missed- after. Miss Pac-Man Arcade Club, was it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, it was run by Aaron, who's pretty handy at the game, and has a really good understanding of how the game works. So he nice. he actually showed us some software that he found, which oh. actually runs on a web browser, and it actually can map how each of the ghosts follows you. So you can just choose one ghost. In Pac-Man on a mini board and it shows you how he follows you. So some of them one of oh. one of them follows you like one space in front of Pac-Man and there's another one that the orange one follows you on on Pac-Man but when he gets too close he actually runs away from you. Uh, and there was um, oh. the, the red one just focuses and tries to get to your um, certain point and I forget what the other one does, but they were wow. really, it's really handy and it was such a really good visual of how the ghosts act. Right. So, so was, when you get really, really familiar with it, it's a lot easier than to dodge and predict their patterns and their movements, right? Totally. Yeah. So you wow. can, you can really hone in on what to do in certain situations, which is, I play a little bit of Pac-Man and I was, I was getting better and starting to learn what the ghosts did, but like it was all just mental. I I couldn't actually Mm -hmm. tell you how or why they were acting that way, but I just knew that they were acting in a certain way that my brain got used to where this software can actually explain that and, and put that visually in front of you, which was really amazing. That's awesome. So, Shout yeah. out to Aaron Raynor for yeah. for that, yeah. man. I'm, I guess, do you know what the software was called or would you Google like Miss Pac-Man 
pattern software or something or um behavior software. It was quite hard to find. He he seemed to have gone through a lot of forums and things to, to try and find the software. Okay. However, like I'll, I'll get the link off Aaron and, and we can put it in the thread in the when sure. we put up the podcast. So that yeah, will be yeah. handy. But I'd like yeah, to it was check very it insightful. Out. Yeah, it, it's very interesting and it, it makes sense with Pac-Man as well because they're, they're based off the it's based off the same game. So um, right, the 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 ghosts follow you in the same um in the same way so yeah that was that was a fun little trip to netherworld and the last thing i wanted to do was just a quick shout out to a mate um his name's josh bevan and he Ooh. lives in china and he's a huge fan of the uh podcast so our, hey. our podcast reached china which is pretty awesome we have a fan whoa <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's more. Dude, that makes me but... super like happy, man. Like that's incredible, <laughs> honestly. That because I thought only yeah. people who yeah. like know us listen to it, you know. Oh, he does. I am friends with him, but that's okay. <sighs> don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> he doesn't know you guys, which is nice. Uh... He's um, he used to play um, he used to play a lot of StarCraft two probably about 2013 when it was really big okay. and he um he was a really good player uh he he, he was quite good in australia for it oh but, uh, unfortunately, that's a huge got... game man you have to be really good at something that popular to like be considered good you know yeah yeah totally he actually got i think he got it wasn't arthritis but there was an issue with his hand and he, he had to actually stop playing it but he, he he loves that kind of stuff and yeah he he, he, much he's loving he, like he injured himself yeah there was an injury that formed in his hand i'm not sure as to Whoa. what but i know that he had to stop playing it so it's uh, kind of gangster anyway man. he he's, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah he's a huge fan of the podcast uh he oh, got awesome, in touch man. with me and said that he's been listening to it so Sick. i thought i'd give him a shout out considering our podcast reach china i think that's pretty cool that's so. super cool man yeah actually that uh my my neighbor who moved in he bought the place like across the hall from us the apartment and i was talking to him um one day and talked about video games because he's i think he's in it i said oh yeah i like computers and technology and i actually have a podcast on video games you know shameless plug and he uh yeah. He, he gave it a listen, I think only for a little bit, but because um, he asked me what it was and everything. And then I talked to him yesterday outside and he said, oh, yeah, I really liked the, the 900, 990. <laughs> he said oh, he thought that was really funny. So that was good. Like it, it didn't offend any Germans. So yeah, shout out to my neighbor, Marcus, man. And thanks for listening. Yeah, anyone out yeah, there sure. who is a fan and, has any questions as well um hit up the play it up podcast on anchor you can actually leave us a voice message and we can play that voice message on the podcast and answer it so if you want to be featured on this world-renowned podcast since we're reaching germany and china (laughs) uh go for it and uh we also i changed my personal instagram for gaming to play it up podcast i thought that just made sense um 
So we now have an Instagram called Play It Up Podcast, and we are on Facebook as well. So if anyone wants to leave likes and follows and comments and shares and subscribes and all that good shit, go for it. Nice. Yeah. And share us with your friends. Even if they don't like video games, just tell them we're hilarious and we talk shit and <laughs> maybe they'll like it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. That uh, so it was Josh Bevan, did you say? Josh Bevan, yeah. Joshua Bevan. Joshua Bevan. Great name. Yeah. Bevo. Hey. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, but well, yeah, that's it from me. Um, have you have you been gaming much, Sean? I've, I've actually quit playing video games forever. Oh, interesting. Oh, All right. And, uh, uh, see, you later. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck no. Oh, I love it. I love this shit too much. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I competed in the monthly Tetris tournament for the PAL region. Uh, well, anyone around the world can play it, but it's for the PAL version of classic Tetris on NES which runs faster and the blocks move side to side faster as well. So it's actually more accessible for people who don't do the hyper tapping because it's faster anyway, without having to do that, just using the, the DAS, the delayed auto shift. That's a bit too technical to get into. Um, but basically you don't have to tap the buttons really fast. You can just hold left and right to move the blocks and it's uh still better to hyper tap but the the difference in the advantage that you get on pal is uh is less if you are a hyper tapper and it's super crazy that like the world record was in the 700 thousands and it seemed like impossible that anyone could ever get a max out max out means you get nine 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 um and that's where the score cuts off it doesn't record it any higher unless you have like a uh, game shark with like a code or something um but that's getting close like the players there's a guy from poland there's a guy from uh finland uh, and there's probably a couple of others who are getting close in the into the 800 000s of and they play on this kill screen for like a crazy amount of time just getting singles triples even building for tetrises if it's if it's possible and this is on like what was considered the kill screen like if you get to that screen it's impossible to play but now it's people are just getting better and better and a max out on pal is going to happen um it could happen any day uh so yeah i i compete in tier three which is not even close to like my pb is four hundred and sixty thousand, so not even half a max out and while i'm like a good tetris player amongst people who just know of Tetris or play Tetris kind of casually when you're playing in an international online tournament with other people who are like crazy enough about this like 40 year old game 30 year old game if you're good amongst your friends you're going to be pretty shit amongst those people <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like down the bottom like kind of the middle of the pack of tier three which is the lowest tier um, but it's super fun and uh, yeah I won my first match bombed out my second two um, yeah and that was it it was super fun but shout out to the classic Tetris pal community and everyone who does the organizing it's all just like community run so people are 
making the graphics for the videos and stuff themselves for the stream and doing the restreaming and commentating and it's super well run man like getting people from around the world organized for an online tournament every month and that's just one of the tournaments they run there's heaps uh heaps of different tournaments so if you're interested in competing in uh, classic tetris check out the discords it's all organized on there uh, it's called ctp or classic tetris pal there's also a ctm discord which is like the ntsc classic tetris monthly um the actual world champion for tetris competed in the classic tetris pal tournament for tier one um but yeah he actually got beat That's by awesome. some of the by i think his name was morcos he's the guy who actually got uh, over eight hundred thousand points score in that tournament and he's one of the guys that could get the max out um, so, so that's that was really dog, cool dog like, tetris yeah that, that the big the, guns are actually a part of it yeah sorry Stephen. no no you're I was right. just saying it's awesome that the um the, the big dogs are actually a part of these competitions like that's awesome yeah it's uh it's pretty great man that's the world champion um he probably needs a another challenge you know and pal is is different it's a different game when you when the blocks move at different speeds at different levels and yeah it's it's awesome it's really fun and satisfying to watch that's awesome i can't wait to someone actually uh makes the high score like the 9999 yeah it could happen any day if you guys want to watch it it's nuts just look on youtube for um classic tetris pal world record and you'll see um adam i think his name is adam mts who is gamertag and he he's a he's a beast and he's even made like a he he's started a tournament which is pal tetris starting on level 19 so the whole tournament is kill screen so yeah and he has compendium videos on how to like approach the kill screen because you're you can't play it the same way you play the rest of the game you're not really going for score as much you're just trying to survive so instead of stacking to the left you kind of stack to the sides and leave the middle open but he would explain it much better than me and yeah just a young polish dude who is a beast so yeah check that out if anyone wants to and uh what else have I been doing? I have almost finished DuckTales on the NES. I've been figuring out the different yeah. stages. Super cool, fun game and just great, great music, cool graphics and really cool mechanic with the pogo stick. Just jumping through levels. Well, no, it's not a pogo stick, but that's basically how it works. The um, the old the old fella's uh, walking stick, you know, Scrooge McDuck and uh yeah i've been streaming that a bit um if anyone wants to see me stream anything it's shenanigans 88 s-h-a-u-n-a-n-i-g-a-n-s 88 at on twitch so i should probably change my name it's too hard to spell (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i've been streaming that in tetris and um just playing mario odyssey trying to get i want to try to get all the moons on that game just because it's so much fun I finished the main game, um, but there's lots of extra moons and there are some really difficult ones to get on the Switch. So playing through that and I modded my mini uh, kind of again. I 
re reset everything it and it wasn't working because um, now I'm trying to use a USB with added storage and I've got like virtual boy games on there now and um, all the Mega Drive uh, Master System, even the SG-1000, which is basically Sega's Atari 2600. It's like only in Japan. So they had the, I think they had the Sega or SG-1000 and then like the 2000 maybe or the Mark II and then the Mark III and then Mark III was the Master System that came out in the West. So that's pretty cool playing like bomb jack on a sg1000 it looks like atari 2600 graphics maybe a little bit better <laughs> um so i've got all kinds of games now on the mini and uh yeah i've also just been playing the um ultimate nes remix on my 3ds here and there which is really fun just like little challenges of every level on uh on lot a bunch of like nes favorites uh yeah that kind of is about it you know it's nice the weather's coming out here now i've just been doing heaps of skateboarding and dog walking i've got a few more clients now which is cool i'll be heading straight off to walk a dog after this and do some cleaning so jack of all trades master of none that's me <laughs> um yeah but unless you guys have anything else to talk about let's get on to the main topic or yeah the theme for today is just answering people's questions so some of our dedicated listeners have sent us through a pretty cool list of questions um and i want to circle back to mike since i've been talking way too fucking much so sorry about that everyone uh <laughs> mike what are your this is from johnny bond um we probably say those two names or his name way more than anything else on this podcast every episode yeah he, yeah he comes up he's just he's yeah. always because he's so awesome yeah johnny you must be tired man because you've been running through my mind all day hot that's hot <laughs> super hot uh what's johnny asks hey guys uh what's your gaming goals for 2021 and when are you coming back to australia <laughs> Well, that was Fuck. when am I coming back to Australia? That sounded, yeah. that sounded like Beetlejuice, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but yeah, so obviously, Mike, you're already in Australia. But what are your gaming goals for 2021, man? Do you have Do you have some goals? I've got a couple, yeah. Um, so number one would be hit the 1.5 mil points on Gallagher. On the arcade machine at Netherworld. Nice. I'm not sure if I've mentioned I hit 1.3 in the last episode. If not, not sure. that's new PB. New PB, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So that was a new PB a couple of weeks back at Netherworld. Um, nice. So yeah, 1.5 was my next goal. I really want to get to 6.7 because Barra currently has uh, Andrew Barrow, one of the yeah, craziest Barra. arcade players Barrow. in australia he's in the, in the southern hemisphere you know he's pretty he's pretty bloody good he's got 6.6 .6 million <laughs> sorry that's just what like jerry or johnny do whenever i hear them talk about Barrow. or they're just here so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry continue mike oh yeah 
<laughs> yeah, so aiming for one, aiming to reach it, 1.1.5 million in the next couple of months, and then Whoa. keep keep working through to the 6.7 million points to beat Barra's score at Netherworld, which is up on the board. Yeah, dude, so, that would be. So epic. that was, um, you know, um, there's a there's an award given out by the Gallagher Group if you reach six million. So make sure exactly. you are hitting them up. Yeah, so. So yeah. you get like a plaque um, started by Phil Day, but seriously, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this some other time. But like, yeah, if you if you got six million, which was like known as a, a big score at the time, um, yeah, that, wow. that's um, you get a plaque. So I think, yeah, there's only like a handful of people that have gone, but yeah, it, it, I'll cool. we'll talk about Shout it some out other to time. Gallagher group on Facebook and uh, Mike. I think oh, I'm a member of that group too, but I'm not. I don't play Gallagher really much, so I'm not really like um, active yeah, on it. But it, Mike, you should plug us in there, man. Maybe they want to hear us talk about Gallagher once point. in a while. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do. That would be. The, yeah, apologies. That's the Gallagher Forum who did that. So. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Gallagher Forum. Gallagher yeah, yeah. groups on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. Gallagher Forum is a website. I'm not sure, but uh, they're two different. Yeah, they're two different. Right entities. Yeah. Entities. Well, shout out anyway to both, both of those groups. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Back on track. My, <laughs> yeah, back on track. I want to get my arcade machine uh, in the games room here fixed up so it's running again. Mm. Um, need to get a tech to come in and look at the uh, machine, the boards. It's, I don't know what's going on. It's not displaying a lot of the graphics on the screen. I'm turning it on anymore, so I'm not a electrical technician type smart person so we'll need some <laughs> guru to come in and check it out for me um, so i'm hoping to hoping to do that in the next month yeah cool and then outside of that probably a bit more downsizing of the uh collection so oh really um, yeah yeah so selling some snes games are we <laughs> kind of like a collection really <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So I was working through you know, playing Mega Drive just while I was sick on the weekend and on Monday, just to play some of the games I hadn't tried yet to see how they go, what they're like. Um, turns out they were they were okay. Uh, <laughs> still, nothing that's making me say I need to keep the Mega Drive and Mega CD because I cannot experience this anywhere else. Um, mm. So I, yeah, I'm happy. I'll keep going through Mega Drive now. Still not sure about the Super Nintendo. Still, like, <laughs> shit, shit, shit console, man. <laughs> Move it on. That, Still, yeah. I, yeah, you, so I know you've got a mate me- who wants it, who wants everything Super Nintendo, and <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, true. So the Meg, I think the Mega Drive will be next. Maybe even the N sixty four collection mm. before that. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the goals. That's. That's all I. Uh, yeah. That's good, man. Have on the cards I mean, at the moment. The only one you really need to like sound like is enough is the is the Gallagher six point seven million score, man. Like that's something that could take someone years to get to because that's a. It, it is probably good. it's probably going to be months. Like I really need to refine my gameplay down past the uh, seven, about the seven hundred thousand point mark. I get a bit shaky. I just, I don't know what it is. I start to lose lives and then get lives back, but then lose a ship and then get another ship back and then lose lives. And 
have this like back and forth seesaw after about that points level. Mental so stamina, just maybe. Focus just not on, used to playing like yeah for that possibly long. yeah because because that's around about the forty five minute mark and like for, ah, that's a long yeah. time like just smashing that fire button and dodging back and forth. Can relate to that kind of with Donkey Kong. I mean, it's less of an intense yeah. game where you're smashing the button though, so that would be even yeah, more true. intense, man. Whew. So yeah, hopefully, if I if if I could even get three million by the end of this year, I'd be happy. But if I start to be able to work through those um, million points ranges and hit towards six this year, that'd be like a dream. A dream. That'd be just amazing. But I would be very happy. That's Hell yeah, man! One point three million up to you know yeah to like triple four times that score i'm excited to see your progress man if, if you could set up a stream of like practicing man i think that would give you more motivation as well yeah good um, point yeah at home on mame or whatever uh yeah, if you're that's, only that's practicing when you go to netherworld like that's yeah, that's gonna make it tough I, I don't i don't play those games at netherworld at home because that's like I play them there, so I'm never yeah. on my own playing Gallagher or practicing, unless there's a, a big competition coming up with Gallagher in it. But I'll and that very often is why you fail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, I, I, I know what you mean, though. Like, yeah, it's like a thing you like to save for Netherworld because yeah, you can it. play I'm on a playing. proper machine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and when I'm at home gaming, I want to play the games in my games room and experience more games i haven't played yet play games that i love here sort of thing yeah yeah well this is this is where where neil sacrifices he plays ghosties at home he plays ghosties at netherworld plays ghosties in his dreams so i'm guessing <laughs> neil's 2021 goal is to play more fucking ghosties <laughs> and get the world record <laughs> um, yeah I- my goal is to not play Ghosts and Goblins next year. <laughs> Dude, that's such a good so, goal. Um, yeah, so I've just got to nut it out, <laughs> which I'm doing, and just play more Ghosties until I get this record. So that's that's my... Yeah, it's everything at the moment. Um, yeah, that was no, everything. And, well, that's what I tell you in bed. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, um, but yeah, everyone, it, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's no secret that uh, Ghosts and Goblins is definitely breaking that world record um, on Mame and Arcade is my big goals. I'm talking to Mark Bell at the moment about getting his board up so i'm able to break the world record on his board so i've just got to get a little bit better before i um before i use that uh but yeah hopefully if i can get that that that's that's my main goal and my only goal until i break it uh besides that if the only other goal that i can see that i want is to make the top uh, top sixteen at the Stone Kong off if it happens, Ooh. so um, oh. yeah, that's that's probably just as hard for me uh, to to break into that top sixteen. But I've been outside of that zone by a few places, like two or three places, and a couple mm. for a couple of years, and would love to break into 
the top six into the qualifiers because yeah, man. I've really enjoyed watching it from the outside, but to be a part of that would just be, that would be a dream for me. Oh man, the, the anxiety is awesome. sitting there playing like some of the best com players in in australia or the world kind of that's awesome man it's it is nerve-wracking but it's great maybe you can beat kibby like i did (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm sure it will feel uh if if i if i made it to the 16 i would feel out of place being there amongst some such great players of Donkey Kong, especially with all the kill screen. Like there's more kill screeners than last year. I think like two or three in in Australia, let alone if yeah. it's opened up internationally who who we could get. True. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, who that, that would the be- thing if it happens this year is though there probably won't be anyone from the States coming because of Corona and shit's going wild over there. Plus I don't think Australia would let anyone in and whether or not people travel interstate for it and I'm not there. So there's like, maybe there's more of a chance for you this year. Yeah. That would be disappointing if, if it was just a Queensland Kong off though. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if it was a Queensland Kong off and I didn't make the 16. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you would for sure if it was just Queensland, but I think you've got, a super high chance both of you guys do if it's if it's only australia which would be fine because it is the australian kong off yeah for sure there's like we've got our own i i think matt techio was saying if you if you really look down at at, at the um uh donkey kong stats australia is the second best country in the world for donkey kong yeah. um just with the amount of players that we've got that's awesome, well yeah man. of course like, yeah if you count Johnny Bond. Um, well, maybe we should make it Australasia so Barra sneaks in there. Yeah. But, um, Barra! But there's so many kill screeners down here. Um, and, like, of course, I'm not comparing us to America. Like, they've got shit tons of great players. But yeah, if you look at us on a, on a world scale, Australia would actually be a really decent, make a decent team for Donkey Kong. Just that little island down under playing Donkey Kong. If you look yeah. at like uh, if, smashing yeah, beers if and barrels, stats, <laughs> if you did the stats on population, we would be outrageously high. True, the percentage-wise, <laughs> right? Of like, uh, yeah, good good players to total population. Yeah, it's yeah, like that, one kill screener in two million population. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, uh, that's. It's not really a goal of mine for 2021, actually, to get a kill screen because I'm not playing it. I don't have a joystick here. I don't have a machine to play on. So my motivation is not very high. But um, anyway, sorry, Neil, you, you're you still going with your no, goals, man. And then... No, it's all good. That's that's my goals, man. Like I, I can't see myself playing, like setting another goal after Ghosts and Goblins. It's... I think I'll yeah. need a break off just trying for a score. Like I, I, I've said Circus Charlie would be my next thing after that, but that's way down the track at, at this point. So, yeah. yeah. So you do have another goal after that Circus Charlie. Do you think that'll drive you a bit crazy 
as well or no not as much because i actually purposely chose circus charlie because there's six different levels you can do and you can just choose that one level and get good at that and then move on to the next one or if you're not feeling it for the night you can play something else on the game which will just like yeah i know it sounds silly but just change things up a little bit so yeah that's all yeah that does that sounds great that's not as brutal as playing through the whole same set of levels every time to get to one point and then get destroyed yeah exactly that's that's awesome man Hmm. nice well johnny bond my uh my gaming goals for 2021 basically get better at pal tetris and place better in the tournaments um finish games that i've started so nes ultimate remix ducktales jackie chan kung fu action on the nes i'll be playing a little bit too um mario odyssey and start playing then mario 64 mario sunshine on the switch with the 3d all-stars uh game maybe play through galaxy on that as well because i've already played through that on the wii and yeah basically just keep finishing games and getting achievements on retro achievements that's always heaps of fun but yeah i guess the my big goal overall not just for 2021 is still get a kill screen and i would love to get a max out on ntsc tetris because i think that is obtainable for me if i put my mind to it so maybe actually that would be the big goal max out on ntsc tetris for the nes and also just get get at least 500k starting on level 18 on pal tetris so and when am i coming back to australia uh hopefully depending if borders are open and the rules and whatnot by the end of the year i want to come and visit at least um i will have two nephews and a niece that i haven't met yet by the time i actually come back this is my my family's just popping out babies like nothing else my my brothers and sisters or their partner um so so my two of my brothers are having a kid a boy and a girl and my sister has already had a kid um little little jasper shout out to little jasper he's cute cute as hell uh but yeah i get i get to meet them and then um me and michelle our basically our plan is to move to australia once she's finished her law degree around like april may next year depending on how her finals go whether she wants to retake them or not uh so kind of around mid next year hope hope to move back and then yeah see how things go from there still yeah i'd love oh man i miss australia so much germany is starting to feel more like home and i do like it here feel more comfortable i'm starting a german course next month in march um, to learn the language a bit more cool. and it's already getting better and i've actually started studying uh it uh, uh doing lessons for a CompTIA certificate which was recommended hey, to cool. me by my my mate in it old uh mr cans neil so yeah good on you man yeah i found a free training program 
Professor Messer is his name and you can pay for like course notes and practice exams and stuff but the actual like lectures are free and it's been good so far so yeah kind of a lot happening I've I've actually moved house in the last six months I moved from Australia to Stuttgart west and then from there for seven weeks I moved to Stuttgart east and then I moved back to Stuttgart west for a little bit and then we found an apartment and now i'm living in stuttgart south so that's five different times i've moved in six months oh, man. man no wonder i was like Whew. struggling mentally at times like huge changes man um moving country different language moving houses and packing your shit and unpacking getting comfortable getting a work permit um having that nearly being denied and then appealing it and then getting it in the end. And then, yeah, I've actually got a German driver's license now. They took my Australian one and I have to trade it back for when I leave. Yeah, they take it. just like, let you have both. Mind, you cannot have this anymore. You you could lend this to someone and try to get into a club. They could try to drink alcohol at the wrong age. But uh, yeah. Um, let's move on to the next question. Uh, James Morris, who is a great guy, one of our listeners, is a one-up regular, good gamer. Uh, great gamer, I would say. He plays a lot of different games. Um, he asks, when a game in the quest for completion becomes an anxiety, I'd like to hear. Uh, he'd like to hear our personal take on our toughest challenges and what strategies and how we push through those barriers, uh, mental and ability wise and to break through and one credit clear or achieve phenomenal PBs on their respective games of choice. For example, Gallagher for Mike, Ghosts and Goblins for Neil and I guess Donkey Kong or Tetris for me uh, would be those. So yeah, you want to start us off Mikey? Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, I don't know, past maybe three years, I've been chasing big scores in Gallagher. Just whenever I get to a machine, just jump on it, just smash through it, get as, as, as high as I can. Um, I think when I first hit the probably 500,000 point mark, that's when I started getting new big PBs and started to get really nervous as I was getting close to them. And I'd, I'd start to like sweat and like have shaky hands thinking I'm going to get another PB or I'm close or if I, <clears throat> sorry, if I get one, then I'm, I, I, I don't know what it is. I was, and ever since those times of getting from 500 to a million points, especially coming up to a million, um, every time I got close to my score, I'd, I'd lose it again. I'd, I'd get so um, nervous and shaky that it'd be hard to play and hard to concentrate as, as much as I needed to, to have the quick reaction times and shoot yeah. in the right sequence and, and remember what remember what stage I'm on even, because I'd, I'd forget what stage I'm on and I wouldn't know which side the aliens are going to be swooping in from, like which, you know, where they, where they came in, <laughs> even the bonus oh, rounds, man. I forget which bonus round is coming up. Um, but yeah, but um. I, I don't know. I, I just, just I kept, kept playing, doing, kept pushing through, and kept having that same feeling every time getting to um, a PB. So every time I'd get there, 
But then when I got the million points the last few months and then I hit over it again, now I see the million points is there. I, I, I don't have that same nervousness at all. I, I know that I can get over oh. the million and, I, and I, I feel way more relaxed now when I'm pushing past a million because I don't know why. I just do. But yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like I'm stressing out to get a UPB. I'm just playing to stay alive as long as possible. I'm not thinking about it as in UPB has to be got. If I get there, it's going to be like amazing. Well, I don't know. It's going to be a life-changing experience. Right. It's now, it's now just playing through the motions of the game. And if I get to a PB or past a million again, it's, it just, I don't know, it's a it bonus. doesn't affect me the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, it's a good feeling. A million. But, yeah, well, the million is such a big milestone, right? Like after yeah, that, yeah, yeah. it's not like you're breaking into because uh, that's seven digits it's not like you're breaking into eight digits if you get two million it's just another million yeah so maybe it's just not yeah. as much of a mental burden yeah I, I, it's weird because I'm, I'm still aiming for pbs every, every time but when i'm reaching them and getting there i'm not having that same nervousness shaky like lack of concentration feeling yeah it's, it's probably so a it's, mix it's of... smooth it's smooth out it's smooth out i guess Nice, man. It's probably a mix of just that mental barrier of the 1 million plus the exposure therapy of just playing it that much that you've been in the situation so many times. You kind of get used to that feeling of nervousness. And I don't know if you can ever get used to that feeling, but maybe get used to it a little bit more. Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, that's from that direct question to the specific one game that I felt anxious and nervous with reaching yep. a goal, then that, that's that's exactly it. Right. So you kind of push through the mental and like skill barriers just by playing it more. And then once you got past a yeah. certain milestone, it felt a bit better and smoothed out. Yeah, yeah. And your ability just gets better the more you play, right? Like, and the more you learn that's from it. playing with other players yeah, yeah. and just learning the game yourself more. Yeah, nice. That's it. And Neil, what uh, what would you say uh, to this question? If you want me to repeat it, I can. It was a fairly long one. Yeah, yeah, that would be good, actually. Okay, so when a game in the quest for completion becomes an anxiety, uh, James would like to hear our personal take on our toughest challenges and what strategies uh, slash how we pushed through those barriers. Um. In yeah. terms of mental well, barriers and like skill or ability barriers to break through and either one credit clear or achieve a phenomenal PB. Okay. Yeah, I think you've really nailed it on the head, Mike, with that. Um, just experiencing those levels. Um, sometimes you need to get stuck at that before you actually move forward or feel comfortable in that area on a certain game. Um, I think that's a huge part of it. Um, I'm actually at that barrier right now with that last monster. Um, and you just have to continue to get back on the horse and, and play it again and again and again and again until you feel comfortable in that area. Because like at the moment, I'm nervous as hell and anxious when I get there that this is my, you know, I've been working for an hour and a half to get to this exact point. <laughs> like yeah. quickly can turn the shit. Um, so no, I think you you nailed it on the head. Um, a couple of things I do to help lift my spirits or to spur me on is I keep a track of my high scores um, and the dates that I've set them 
um just to mm. it's really Tony good to, loves it. yeah it's <laughs> I, I find it really important to um um when you're stuck at a certain point to look back on just how good you have become at the game um over six months or something like that and it shows because when you get stuck it feels like you've been there forever but that's a really good um like a, a physical um documentation that can actually show you that you haven't been stuck there forever you've actually progressed in the game um so that's that's one that i would definitely use um when trying to go for high schools or anything like yeah, yeah i always use the um I always use the Donkey Kong pin at Netherworld as an example. Like yeah. that, I was going for forty thousand points on Donkey Kong, and I felt like I was stuck at like thirty-eight thousand for like weeks on end, and um, I finally got it. But then, like you, you continue to play Donkey Kong, and all of a sudden you're hitting like five hundred thousand, and like you know, passing forty k without even dying. So yeah. it's important to remember where you where you've come from in gaming, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, like you've overcome these yeah. barriers before, so there's no reason why you won't overcome it again. It just might be a bit harder. It might take a little bit longer, but you will get there. Yeah, so, yeah. And, I, and for people that don't play like even well-known games like Donkey Kong, it's important for everyone to know that you're going to be really shit the first 10, 15 times you play any game. Yeah. Especially, especially, especially if it's a hard arcade game. Like, They're designed put that, that way. <laughs> That's, that's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to be patient and go back to it, have another go, think about what's happening in the game, maybe get some tips from someone or look up some, yep. some, some gameplay tips off YouTube or whatever and then go back again and give it another shot and then you'll find yourself enjoying it and then you'll end up finding yourself breaking those scores. Huh? Totally, yeah, man. Sure. That's great, yeah. Always just be okay with being shit to start with. That's like- it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's about a learning, and you got to take every little thing you learn as a victory. Like even if you get one jump further or one second further than you did the last time, it's it's about progress, not yeah. perfection. That's something I yeah. use in everything in life. It's not about perfection. It's good it's progress, not perfection, and that always it's makes you feel better. Like I think good. so. That's yeah. For me, with Donkey Kong, that's the same. Like you nailed it, Mike and Neil as well, and. I just, I try to downplay it in my head a bit. Like, oh, it's not a big deal if I'm just getting close to 700K or getting close to Killstream or PB. It's like, yeah, I just play it as normal, but it, it doesn't really work that much because you know uh, it, deep down, like, fuck, you're getting close and you've been trying to do this for like a year or more or several years, you know? Yeah. So I'm, that's, I try to just, keep it cool and calm and casual and not like get too hyped up because I try to remind myself that, yeah, it's, it's not going to, it's not the end of the world. If I don't get it, I can just play again. But yeah, like I said, it doesn't really work that much trying to think that way. I think just keeping on going and being okay with failing and uh, is, is more helpful. And in terms of like getting past so the mental barriers, I would say, is just like repetition and making sure you actually are taking care of your physical health actually helps with my with your mental health, especially for me. Like if I've gone for a run in the morning or something or exercise, like I perform better mentally with a game. And if you need to 
for like a game like Donkey Kong or any of these tough games, you can't really make many mistakes. So taking care of yourself physically actually definitely, it definitely affects your mental state. So that's part of it, but also just kind of exposing yourself to these nerve wracking situations again and again by improving your game and getting close to your PBs makes you better at it. And then the skill thing, yeah, practice, but watching other people on YouTube, Twitch, asking questions like Johnny Bond has taught me so much about Donkey Kong and Kibby and like Donkey Kong forum reading like the, the manual and um, Tekio. Tekio is like a huge example of like someone who will offer awesome advice and shout out to Matthew Tekio, man, number six score in the world for Donkey Kong 1.1 something million. Yeah. So from Australia, from Melbourne, and he was trying this to get into the top 10 in the world for maybe over a year. And then he just destroyed it recently. So shout out to him. He's a great guy. He always ready to help. And he's just a top bloke. King Matt. All hail King Matt. (laughs) King of the South. Yeah, man. King of Down Under. Um. Sorry, just one one more point about the um, the question that we have here um, is sorry, just sorry, Sean. Um, no, no, you're there's, right. Um, just about being stuck in a certain point and uh, constantly dying there or something like that. Um, I always try and remember that um, a death isn't all. Uh, a death isn't bad if you learn from it. So yes. if there's something that you're doing in that spot that's causing you to die, there's a reason for that. You need to work that out. So you can actually learn more from dying to improve your game. So got to remember that as well. Yeah. Don't keep running head first into a brick wall. Like have a look at that brick wall first and realize, Oh, you can actually go around it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's great advice. Cause I do that with games. Like I keep dying in the same way, but I'm like, either rushing because I want to get the game over with or get past that point, or I'm just not thinking enough about what I need to do. So if you stop for a sec for however long it takes, or even if you need to ask someone like, what should I do here? Do it. Yeah. Good point, man. Well, uh, next question. It's kind of an additional thing a question to what we just had was there a solid strategy once you became serious what rewards slash recognition did you allow yourself when making incremental improvements yeah very interesting i didn't allow myself anything if i didn't get a kill screen i was a failure and i deserved nothing <laughs> oh. hi jen oh. <laughs> <laughs> She knows I'll let her on YouTube. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Still doing it. Hey Jen. hey, Jen. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, that was awesome. I'm keeping that in, man. <laughs> hey. I just can't hear us. Yeah. Sorry. Tell her we say hi. Yeah, we say hi. They say hi. (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah, thanks. Right. Yeah, so what uh, did you did you guys do that with any of your like? So it seems like actually yeah, thinking yeah. about it, yeah, for sure. When when Netherworld set their pin scores out, when Pincadia set their card scores out, and 1989 with their badges. Um, yeah. Oh, hang on, Neil. With Neil, were the badges there when we were? No, they weren't, were they? At 1989. Uh, no, 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 they weren't. No, yet. so not the badges. Yeah, but yeah, okay. but that that's a that's a reward in itself. You're working True. hard to get to a pretty good score in an arcade game, and once you get there, sometimes it's pretty hard to get there. Like when Tron came out, and we we're like, "What yeah, the hell is Tron?" Yeah. Oh man. Point blank. Spider House. That. Oh, point blank, oh, man. Fucking Splatterhouse. I still don't have it, man. I have point <laughs> blank, but I don't have Splatterhouse because I just oh, man. Point haven't bothered is... to learn that level with the painting and shit. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah, that's straight up for me. That's the, that's I, I, I don't reward myself for getting PBs. I'm happy I've got a PB, but at that's that reward, point, when you eh? go, yeah, when you're going for those pins, you get this wicked little enamel pin that you can stick on your shirt or your hat or your vest or your, your jeans jacket whatever um yeah yeah what a great little reward that's for sure for sure yeah i think that's same for me man maybe i'll allow myself a beer or something i don't know if i get a pb not not that i can remember that of doing that but yeah yeah, yeah just just being happy about the pb itself and it, getting yeah, yeah. getting a pin if it was like Frogger. I remember Frogger. I was there. I was playing that game for like five hours that day, and because I knew I was getting closer <laughs> and closer, right. and I finally got the Frogger pin, and was so stoked. I think the score was sixty thousand or something, or fifty. I don't. I can't remember. Or maybe thirty. I, I really can't remember. But it was a decent score for like someone who's not that familiar with the game. And yeah, I guess that that would be it. What What about you, Neil? Do you have because you do a lot of training at home. Yeah, um, all my all my real trainings at home. So, um, not really um, in the way of rewards. I, I set myself goals, but that's about it. So I actually go to Twin Galaxies and I write down all the the scores on the mm. on the track, and I I, I use them as goals to try and progress myself further in the game i'm not i'm not out there i don't put the people's names with them but i just have those scores there to to see where i'm how i'm tracking um yeah so yeah it's not it's not like i'm out there being like take that hue or whatever or you know being competitive but but it's in your face good, gerald uh, yeah <laughs> um i don't do any of that but it, it's just something to it's important to have goals, especially in sure. such a long game. So, mm. yeah. yeah, nothing in the way of rewards. Maybe hit okay. up Hooters for lunch one day. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Hey man, don't forget to invite me. Oh yeah, it's your go. Yeah, I want you to serve me, but you know. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I only work at the the topless. Hooters, you know. I think they, I think they call that it just a strip club. But yeah, I only work there, man. Not at Hooters. Yeah, sorry, man. Yeah. So it's for me, it's nipples out or or I'm out. You know. Right. Go hard or go home. Yeah, exactly. That's actually the name. That's actually the name of the strip club. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, okay. So, J- James, next question is, what's the crew's take on... I like that he called us the crew. It makes us sound real and legit. What's the crew's take on the accessibility of retro long plays on the net? For example, it can be helpful if you're stuck in a section, but demoralizing if you watch too many as it can create a false feeling that everyone else finds it easy. Oh, man. And he has good questions. Well, my take on retro long plays is that it, it's cool that uh, a platform like YouTube and Twitch, they exist now to showcase to the world your ability on a game and some people prefer to watch a game than actually play it or maybe they can't finish a game because it's too difficult and frustrating but they want to see the end and now in these games that existed in a time where it wasn't possible you know you had to wait for a magazine to get some tips or you had to print out 100 pages from game faqs like for a walkthrough but now you can just pull out your phone watch like I, I do that with mario odyssey like i'll try to get everything myself but if it's if i have no idea how to do it and i'm getting frustrated i'll look up like at least a clue on what i should do and then i'll go and do it myself and it's more satisfying if you figure it out yourself but it's still satisfying if it's something that's difficult to do and you needed a tip to do it so i think it's great that they're accessible i do think you should only use them when you like i don't think it's good to get in the habit of just relying on that but use them when you need to and yeah i think that's that's my take on it um i think it's good that we have access to long plays and guides and uh, as long as we don't abuse that access as long as it's not affecting how you enjoy the game then it's fine yeah what do you guys reckon I think it's good that people are doing them and put them on the net, like just purely for historical reasons of here's a game from the very start to the very end. This is, this is me playing it. Yeah. Check it out. If you've never heard of this game before, you might like the gameplay and go and check this game out yourself at some point. Like, True. Um, yeah, I know, I know I've used uh, maybe one or two just like getting stuck in a game, like Resident Evil. I haven't played them for years. I've never finished them, so... I finished them last couple of years, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3. And there's definitely times I'm like, I I have I, I was running back before all the doors are locked. I have no keys. I, mm. I, I've I've missed something somewhere. And so I get to I'll just watch the long play up long play up to the point where I am and find out how they got past that point. And I'm like, huh, okay, well, I was meant to find this thing that's in this room somewhere, pick it up and use it to open something so I can get in and progress the game but I was like what do you do yeah like how many hours are you going to waste before you just progress the game and start enjoying it again you know that's it that's by looking it up Um, to speak to the other point um of uh, create a false feeling that everyone else finds it easy that has happened I think to me like if I think I'm good at something and then I watch someone who's like it's super easy for them. I'm like, man, I thought I was good. But then I'm like, well, I shouldn't compare myself. It should just be if I'm better than I was. Like, if I'm it getting reminds better me of watching skate. It reminds me of watching skate videos when I was younger. But I was oh, trying to man. skate. 
Yeah. I'm like, man, that dude just pulls a 360 flip, no issues. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can just ollie. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You're only seeing the snapshot of a few seconds. Exactly, Same yeah. with gameplay. Like, yeah. you might be watching a video and someone's put literally like weeks of, of real time into this game before, okay, yeah. now I'm ready yeah. to upload it to the net. So comparing yourself is 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 not a smart idea um but i have kind of felt that before like oh shit this guy's making it look easy am i shit but in the end as as long as you're having fun and that's that's what really matters and yeah comparison is the thief of joy they say so yeah yeah. yeah. fuck that (laughs) what do you reckon neil that's it yeah um Yes, I, I haven't really given it much thought before this question, to be honest. I, um, mm. I, with Ghost and Goblins, um, playing through that, there's not a lot of content um, for the board that I'm playing. So, I, um, yeah, I haven't really gone through um, many tapes or, or any long plays. So I've, I've gone through one and I don't agree with how that person's accumulated points um, kind of feels like it's cheating the game a little bit. So um, Ooh, I've, had to, I've had to learn. Oh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. I, I don't have like, they, they've been able to get a really good score from it. And that's their, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. It's um, based in the rules, but. Um, right. So uh, I've had to learn. Um, I've had to learn Ghosts and Goblins pretty much on my own. Um, which has been uh, incredible experience in, in the way of gameplay. Like you said, that um, earlier, that the reward for working things out yourself and finding things for yourself that you can't actually find anywhere on the internet is pretty damn rewarding. Um, yeah. So um, I, I really enjoyed that part of gaming. Um, but yeah, I, I never look through a game and consider what, people are doing it easy even if it looks easy but that's that's just from my experience um if you if you look at john Tannehill's space invaders game it looks like the most piss weak easiest thing that anyone's ever done in the history of gaming but when you that, John. when you actually <laughs> oh but i know, that, I know what you mean thing. yeah it's not yeah, it's not easy you, yeah it's as soon as you go to play it, it it's incredibly difficult it's incredibly timed it's incredible it's but like a, a youtube video can just take away that intense mm. like how intense the game is for yeah, for, for yeah. And, and how many years practice it took for that person to get good exactly uh, yeah years, weeks months whatever they put into it that's that's the hours that they've soaked into it to to get to that point of being spot on accurate perfect yeah. timing and it's so easy just to make it, look make at. it look so easy. Yeah, yeah. that's it, sure. You got to see the work behind that polish, you know, is what you got to yeah. remember. Like, I do that with skating. I yeah. think, like, fuck, because I watch skate videos. I'm like, man. Yeah. I'm ju- I just get more impressed and inspired by it instead of, like, upset by comparison myself. I'm just like, oh, man. Like, okay, that person has put a lot of time in to make that trick look that easy. Like, it can sometimes be years of work for like five seconds and, of footage. And, and it can be like injuries they've gone through and had to recover from injuries and got back to it and then worked on the tricks again. And like, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's always important um, to remember like there's, 
there's always a lot of work that goes into it uh, for most things like that you see that look easy or polished like you can do it too you just have to be willing to put in the work the progression yeah. of perfection and they get to the perfection in one video it seems yeah. like they're just that good at it but they would have been years and years progressing like you are doing now you're progressing your skills bit by bit yeah mm. yeah bloody oath <laughs> cool did you did you want to say something more neil i think you were gonna say something. Oh, i was more? just like i can understand his frustration with that um in regards to like um i know that he likes his fighting games and i think they're the ones that really it really looks like when you're watching those long plays that someone's just like walking through punching people like <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's so much more than that so i get yeah. his frustration with it but yeah yeah Yeah, i'd rather have the access to them and um, learn how to use that access properly than not have the access at all yeah totally especially for people who aren't interested in putting in that effort maybe they just want to see what happens at the end of those games that they've never actually yeah experienced before and what about people that are yeah and people that physically can't play games like someone who is disabled in some sort of way or quadriplegic or something like that they physically cannot play games but they're a fan you know or they used to be a fan of playing them so now they can just watch them still and experience them at least in some way there's that aspect yeah as well. for sure um that'll be so up in 80 years man like at a old, just old retirement home just yeah <laughs> with our vr goggles on just like yeah. oh It'll just yeah. be like a VR arcade. You can control it with thought only, like no yeah, movement. Probably. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll answer one more question because I have to go. I have to walk this dog. Uh, <laughs> so Dennis asks a question. Uh, he asks a bunch, which is great. So I think we'll answer one now and we'll save the others for next time. It's really fun. These questions are great. Um any of you guys do speed running or are interested in it? If so, what games do you think? Like what games do you want to speed run or are interested in? I know Mike, you have super Mario land, correct. And yeah, Mortal Kombat. Well, um, yeah. Before I started super Mario stuff, it was uh, ultimate Mortal Kombat three. Um, mm. Picked us, picked some tricks. I've got an eight minute, eight minutes and 30 run done at uh, one up arcade on the arcade machine. Uh, I'd like to beat that at some point, but it's um, I, I'm not a I'm not a person to be like recording my games and sending them between galaxies or getting world record verifications and things. So I just like to go for a PB in that, try and beat my eight minutes thirty, get lucky with the AI like you need to be. Yeah. Um, use the skills and beat the eight minutes thirty on your arcade machine. I was I was starting to learn Super Mario Brothers, um, the remake, you know, Super Mario Brothers classic remake not remake but super mario brothers the original game on game boy advance so i started to learn that a bit um and also started to learn super mario land on the game boy original too so it's i don't know it's 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 pretty fun it's a it's a fun little skill to learn it's it's very satisfying when you you fight you get those little bits of progress out of getting to a point you don't understand how to deal with but then you do the right jump or you pause or you you do whatever you need to, to to smoothly pass that point, and then you're yeah. in new territory where you don't know what to do next again. So it's yeah, good, man. 
putting those putting those skills together and then having a perfect first level and then a perfect second level and a perfect third, a perfect fourth, and just getting the memory into action, trying to remember how to make how to follow the right patterns and do the right the right things the whole time. So it's it's pretty satisfying. I, I do like it that it's not something I focus on. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. For any particular reasons. It does. It does, yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that the speedrunners kind of they turn the tables on the game. It's like the game is yeah. there to slow yeah. you down to make things hard for you, but <laughs> they figure out a way to just go full speed, miss everything, yeah. take advantage of the enemies by jumping off them or whatever. So yeah. it, I think it's really good. It's fun to watch. I like watching speed runs, especially uh, um, the guy who does like documentaries on YouTube, um, Summoning Salt. He is a YouTube channel called Summoning Salt, and he does awesome like the history of Ninja Gaiden world record, and he has awesome music good voiceovers and goes through like the whole history of like people beating the records and sometimes talks about like oh this one's not exactly verified it was a bit dodgy how it was recorded but yeah check that out anyone who's interested and um for me i don't really do any speed runs like some games that i'm quite good at or like while i'm trying to figure out a game there's certain parts of the levels that i can kind of speed run but I'm more about just experiencing new games and um, finishing them. I'm not, at least for now, not thinking of doing any speed runs. But if I if I was going to be going to, it'd probably be some of the Mario games or maybe the Rayman Origins or Legends games. I really like those platformers. Yeah, yeah. I've played them on Vita, and they're just super beautiful and fun games. So maybe Ducktales. I don't know. That's what I'm playing at the moment, and <laughs> that game you can finish pretty quick. So. Yeah, at the moment though, no. Well, how about you, Neil? Um, I don't speedrun anything. Um, I, I don't have much of an interest in, in speedrunning, but I do uh, appreciate speedrunning. <laughs> yeah. I, I watch a fair bit of um, just like the Mario ones, pretty much. I, I think like cosmic and um, any kind of platformers. Yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah, um, man. I really, if I was going to speed run something, I'd love to see a speed run of Alex, the kid on mm. Sega Master System. I reckon that would be great. Um, I don't know yeah. if there's any kind of speed runs out there, but like I know you it can would do, be, sure. like especially, yeah, especially the first level because like you can, you have to jump down past all these platforms. So you could, I reckon someone could do it in like a split second. But yeah. yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff like any kind of platforming speed run is is interesting to me i love how that they break the game and play it in like especially yeah some of those games that they just find a glitch or something or, or yeah you just know exactly how to play it is really exciting it's i am um, wild man i yeah uh, one that just absolutely blew my mind was uh dark souls original dark souls on xbox 360 I, I used to play that and finished it and it took me forever to finish this game but i, I watched the speed run and this guy just does it in like 17 minutes or something <laughs> he just literally runs past these bosses and stuff that like i struggled with for ages he's just on his way just knows which he, items to get and whatnot and he just runs past them crazy. or like kills them super quick 
yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have said bosses. He he doesn't run past bosses, but he does run ah. past monsters that you like incredibly difficult and just, just like season. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, I'll just I'll just avoid you completely. Literally runs past them. Yeah, literally runs past them. It was just mind boggling. <laughs> yeah, so that's so like counterintuitive, right? You see an enemy, like I have to kill it. Well, but yeah, it, it if you're doing like a speed impossible. run, yeah, you want to see as little yeah. enemy as possible. Totally. <laughs> don't yeah. don't fall, Sorry. Mike. <laughs> Sorry, let's <laughs> get a bit wobbly there. Uh, you're right, mate. Chucking a wobbly. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, no, don't don't speed run. Yeah, yeah, I could see myself maybe yeah. doing it in the future, but at the moment, no. Nah. But yeah, I am Ooh. super impressed by the guys that do focus on it, and the guys that are like just masters of learning how to break the games to finish them at like yeah. as quick as possible. It's awesome. When you see a video of it, it just looks insane. Yeah, it does. To focus on one game that for that long is incredible. Yeah. It's a lot oh. of time got to put in. It'd, it'd, make, um, it'd make something like Donkey Kong really interesting, I reckon. Like, mm, people do speedrun it. Been there. Yeah, do they? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like I've got to work on finishing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah man i want to get to the end anyway anyhow <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it as long as i get like kill screen with eight hundred thousand points i'm happy and even if not i'd still be happy but i'd feel like a bit a bit sad <laughs> yeah sweet well i think that has to wrap it up guys i better get to this dog before it whizzes all over this uh my client's apartment so <laughs> Uh, good chatting with you guys as always. Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Out there. Check us out, as I said, on uh, our Instagram. Leave us a message on Anchor, Facebook. And yeah, we really appreciate everyone listening, whether you're in China, Germany, Australia, or Mars. We, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys. Well, cool. anything you guys want to say to close it out, or what should we piss off? <laughs> um just uh, uh just a quick uh, uh thanks for the questions for the people they um uh yeah, yes brought up questions that what we uh, we actually yeah. asked them questions on our social media page and um yeah a couple of the boys came out with with some good ones so uh yeah thank you for james dennis yeah. and johnny thank you guys appreciate it cheers all right boys all right take thanks it easy for listening yeah amazing cheers guys Bye. Gashes, gashes later. Bye.